And I think with this whole pandemic, a lot of people are going to be forced to make decisions. And we're going to see a lot of the sideliners. This is, I think, going to be very dangerous because we're going to see a lot of the sideliners in business sort of just try and play both sides. But we're also going to see people that are going to have to, because of the nature of their business, mm. they're going to have to decide what works best for them. This is not a political statement. This is not a social statement. This is not a whether you believe this is a in world science revolves around. Yes, you this is whether or not, you, you know, look, in yeah. some countries, you know, and the podcast can be listened to internationally in some countries, PPE doesn't mean just a mask. Mm -hmm. It means an apron and goggles and gloves. Yeah. So can you imagine you're getting your hair cut and, you know, they've got like those big rubber gloves yeah. on like that's going to be a disaster. Yeah. So at some point I, I would prefer that my stylist, if it wasn't mandated by law, then my stylist said, listen, I'm not going to wear those gloves because it, I can't cut your hair as well when I'm doing that. And no matter what it is that you do, right, I want you to be accepting that the world revolves around you. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. I'm Sean Dill. This is my beautiful wife, Lacey Book. And today we want to talk to you about how the world revolves around you. That's something that people would say all the time is like, hey, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you. But the listeners of this show service providers, entrepreneurs need to actually understand that that's not true, that the world actually does revolve around you. So let's just take a moment to think about this. Like how many people depend on you showing up, being able to do your job? So you have all of the people that you serve, right? So if you're a service provider, you have your own clients, the people that you serve, and they depend on you being the best version of yourself. True. You also then have all of the people that you employ. If you have employees, they depend on you. What that means is that, look, the reality is, is that the world revolves around. If you go down, if you're sick, if you're not the best version of you, then look how many people are impacted, potentially suffer. I don't want to assume that they suffer, but potentially mm -hmm. suffer as a result of you not being at your very best. So one, let's talk about the concept. Two, let's talk about things that we can do then to ensure that we are always showing up as our best versions of ourselves. It's interesting because when you say that, it automatically makes me think of the word, word like selfish. Yeah. You know, like right off the bat, when people say selfish, there's such a negative connotation to that word. Mm. Like, oh, you're so selfish. How could you do that? That's so selfish of you, right? And in all reality, like when you say the world revolves around you, well, you're also, you also need to be very selfish in order to make sure that you're showing up as your best self. So if I need to go out there and do things for me and have some sort of self-care day, your favorite concept or- Well, we did a whole podcast on that in Black Diamond Club. So if you're a Black Diamond Club member, you know- that is not my favorite thing. No, it is not. Somebody invented this self-care thing. Although <laughs> a lot of people that listen to this podcast will probably argue, but you're talking about self-care. <laughs> but right. I, but I, I don't even know who came up with this 
long-term self-care. taking care of yourself, taking time away for yourself to do the things that you need to do to show up as your best self could be viewed as very selfish. Well, here's what I think um, relative to that. And of course, I'm going to throw in sort of a uh, sports analogy. Of course. But you have world-class athletes, people like LeBron James. Right. A place for the Lakers who invests upwards of a million dollars a year in taking care of his body. Why? Because he is an athlete and he gets paid. His his salary depends on his ability to perform. And if he cannot perform, then the team suffers, the fans suffer, and ultimately he would not be able to command the same the same salary. Yeah. So what does he do? Well, you know, he has to make sure that he's not injured. He has to take precautions to make sure that he's not sick. He has to do, and I guess you could call it self-care in today's lingo, Self-care. but he has to do all kinds of things to ensure his performance mm-hmm. level stays at its highest level. But here's what I, here's the first thing that I want all of our listeners, our viewers to understand is that if you are a service provider, you are actually in the performance based business. Absolutely. You provide a service. You, you there's, you it depends have to on perform. your perform. Yes. Yeah, it depends on your perform. performance. So let's think about then what are the things that enable you to perform the best, right? And listen, that's everything. So yeah. oftentimes, you know, we run an event summer camp every year, a big growth conference, high profile speakers. Some of our speakers have a list of requests, I guess you could say, because they want to make sure that when they show up to perform, when they show up to give their talk, they are the best version of themselves. They need to feel good. They need to have the right um, drinks, you know, <laughs> hydration. They need. They might need a snack. They might need a blank. I don't know. They, they There's all of these things that they might need. But, and again, a lot of times people will take that as being selfish, as being arrogant, as being cocky. But I want to invite all of our viewers and listeners to actually begin to think about for you, what are the things that actually allow you to perform best? Right. Because we say that mindset is so much of what we do, right? Mm. It, it, or it controls so much of our outcomes. So if your business or your skill set or things in your life, your relationships are suffering, a lot of times it's actually an outward symptom of an inward problem. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the space to do what's right for you, do things that are selfish to, because the world does revolve around you, then that inward issue becomes a massive outward problem. And like you said, it, it bleeds into all of these other things. So I think the first thing is, is to to come to terms with the fact that this concept is in fact true. And then secondarily to that, don't feel bad about doing things for you so that you can show up as your best self. So this world, your world, in fact, can be highly maintained and successful. Well, and I think one of the pitfalls that a lot of people have is they don't accept that the world revolves around them. Right. And therefore, they make the world revolve around everybody else. So and they, they compromise all right, the time. So they're compromising themselves because the world revolves around your significant other or right. the world revolves around your assistant or around your clients. And then what happens is you compromise yourself. Yes. And then you even you might even feel resentful. You might even feel like, listen, you know, James is always showing up late. I'm always accommodating him. And then when he comes in, I, I'm, I'm resentful towards him because I was doing his job. Then because you do I'm less boss, than great work. <laughs> then I do less than great work. But here's the problem, you know, in the in the grand order of things, whoever is ultimately providing the service, it's on you to do your best work. So if the facilitators and the support team are not doing their best work, I'm not saying that's a good idea. 
but that's not nearly as detrimental if the actual service. Now, if you're watching on video, I just got my hair cut and we talk about Travis a lot. We love Travis. Um, but if Travis was in a grumpy mood because, you know, some of the other stylists, they weren't doing their job or maybe at the front desk, they weren't doing their job and he had to cover for them. And he was in a bad mood. And because of that, he gave me a bad haircut. Right. Ultimately, now I suffered. Then then you guys are watching the video. And then I would suffer then you because suffer. I would hear about it. <laughs> the people are watching the video and they're like, what's up with his hair? Yeah. Maybe even the audience is like, what's going on? I mean, so the, the and trickle And then maybe down, you don't go back to Travis. Maybe I don't go back. And then now he lost a, a client. client. Because he was covering for somebody else's bad day. So right. if the well, world revolves around you, or Travis or whoever... What are some of the things that we should be contemplating then? What are the things that go into you being able to do your best work? Well, number one, I think first and foremost, we just said it and it bears repeating because I can think of so many examples is don't compromise to try to please everybody else. Like I, the one of the uh, things that comes to mind and I see it happen all the time in service-based businesses, especially if you have like a, uh, even like a brick and mortar uh, building is compromising on your schedule. Okay. I see that all the time well some so-and-so can't come in and during my normal hours so they come at 5 30. um so-and-so said well they just need to come a little bit early or they need to bleed into my lunch hour and then all of a sudden you have 10 people which you could have seen and taken care of in a five-hour day over the course of 12 hours and you're exhausted you don't see your family you go home late and that's just one of those small things but you're out there trying to please everybody so you're compromising what's right for you to run your business. And then the end effect is that nobody's happy. So I would say number one, finding the areas where you're giving people an inch and they're taking a mile, like where in your business and where in your life you keep compromising to where it's gotten so far away of how you originally designed it that now you're underperforming, you're fatigued, you're distracted, you're not able to do the things that are right for you, right? I remember I tell the story that I, when I was early in my career as a chiropractor, I had this particular, there was a couple um, that I loved taking care of. There, there were some of my favorite patients. They would bring me food, you know, like the classic, like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you're, you're my favorite. Yeah. Well, they had moved away for a little while and so they weren't, they weren't with me and then they moved back in town. And I was so excited, I was like, wow, they're back. And when they came back in, they were like, yeah, you know, we moved back and now we have different jobs. And so our schedules won't allow us to come. Do you think that we could right. come in on Saturday? And I didn't have Saturday hours. Mm. And I thought, but they're my favorites. I, lo like, I love it. And this is like, this is like the first time, right, when they had come back. And I was like, okay. And so the following Saturday, they came in and I saw them. I came into the office. I saw them and everything was great. Um, I needed to see them the following Saturday. And so one week later, there we were. Great. Everything was great. The next Saturday comes along and I'm there nine o'clock, nine 30 and they no show. Mm. Now for me, I love playing golf. And so I was sacrificing a Saturday golf game to sure. be there and here they didn't even show up. Right. So I wasted the time. I wasn't able to be at golf and I didn't make the money that I would have made. And ultimately that changed the way that I viewed them. Right. I was unable to do my best work even subsequent to that when I would see them because I was like, you sucker. You're yeah. the ones that played me. You're yeah. the ones that did this to me. I did this for you. Yeah. And I'm sure they yeah. didn't mean any harm by no. it. They weren't being bad people, but that's, that's honestly what happens. Now, yeah. when I say, what can you do? Okay. Honestly, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is to control your environment. So a lot of people, 
you know, you you I, I you see the athletes warming up and you're listening to certain music. So maybe there's music. You might not play that music all the time, but there might be music that gets you in a space, right, where you're sure. ready to perform. But there are also, you know, there might be your, you know, a favorite scent. So a lot of people use like diffusers and maybe there's a scent mm. that you might have in your workspace. There also might be, um, you know, you might you might want a certain temperature. You might like so, you know, maybe you like it to be cold because you wear a jacket. But then when, you know, people come in, they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so cold. Right. It's cold for me. Right. Because that's how I do you my like best it. work. I, you don't want me to be working with you and sweaty and thinking in my head, oh, my gosh, it's so hot and not thinking about whatever the thing is that I need to do with you. Yeah. Right. So hmm. temperature could be one. Um, we talk a lot about me in particular, and I, I try not to get overly crazy about it. But when when I'm working, I always like to have sparkling water and guru. Mm-hmm. shameless plug for guru we don't own any shares of that we should somebody reach out to guru and tell them you're missing out because you just got name dropped on the none of your business All podcast the time we name these are them. your biggest ambassadors and you haven't figured that out <laughs> um but guru energy drink and we've yep. turned so many people onto that because it's always with me yep. why because i do my best work like i don't want to drink red bull or monster um i like the sugar-free guru because it doesn't contain the, the artificial sweeteners. And I love my uh, sparkling water because mm. I try to drink my water, but I don't love still water, right? And that allows me to do my best work. <laughs> Those are all things. So you, what what is it for you? Maybe you like pomegranate juice. I don't know, like whatever the thing is. But then here's the thing. Everybody around you that depends on you should know that in order for you to do your best work, we've got to make sure things. that, yes, let's make sure Sean always has his Pellegrino, his guru. Let's make sure that every, the environment is right because that's what allows him to do his best work. And the better work that he does, the more money we collectively yeah. make, right? I would say for me, one of the biggest things is not being afraid to ask for time alone. Okay. Because that's the thing. Like, so if, if, being like physically fit allows you to do your best work. You need time in your schedule and space in your schedule to be able to go work out and go to the gym, like uninterrupted time. For some people, I know one of their uh, greatest assets and one of the things that they like the most is their morning routine and their ability to journal, Mm. or maybe somebody's ability to meditate, right? Or taking time to do that. And oftentimes when you have so many things on your plate, not just at work, but at home, you keep pushing off that time that you need to get either, you know, emotionally or physically fit, even or spiritually, financially, whatever it is, you have to need alone time to do those things. And so many people feel guilty for asking for time, especially if they feel like somebody else in the relationship is doing more or bound by more things. So you can't be afraid to do that because otherwise if you stop taking time to do those things, you stop showing up as your best self, you stop producing, you stop doing great work, and we know what the end outcome of that is. Well, yeah, and you you can't be you can't feel guilty. It's interesting you said that and, and you know so many people do feel guilty about the things that they need in order right. to do their best work. And so as a result, they withhold that basically from themselves. Like they won't tell the world that they need this, that they need time, that they need sparkling water, that they need a certain music. And then again, the world is impacted because you're not doing your best work because you've compromised yourself in some way. I have another good one. Yep. This is this thinking, Um, rewarding yourself. Mm. The world revolves around you. It's okay to reward yourself with gifts. And it's funny because when you were talking about 
repeating what I said about feeling guilty. I can't even tell you how many people we've taught the concept to of goals and rewards and they do not reward themselves because they feel bad guilty. about it. Yeah. They feel guilty about it. They feel like so they're explain taking that concept a little bit. Oh, yeah. rewards? Well, first yeah. of all, we, we're big believers here. If you've read our book, None of Your Business, it's available on Amazon. We encourage you to pick that up. We do talk about this in the book where you um, basically, if you're going to have goals, you need to condition, you need to program your neuro- neurology for success. Um, basically the idea is if there is going to be a goal, there should be a reward for having accomplished the goal. And what we've encountered is so many people they set a goal with no reward or even worse, they set a goal with a reward, hit the goal and then don't activate the reward. And I always tell people like if you were an employee of somebody and your boss came in and said, hey, look, Sean, um, here's what we're going to do. We need to sell five cars today. And if you can sell five cars, I'll give you five thousand dollar bonus. And I'm like, wow, that sounds great. And so I hustle and I, work I work hard. I stay late and I pull it off. I sell five cars and I go into my boss and I'm like, hey, man, we did it. I sold it. Five cars. Done. Done deal. And he's like, that's great, Sean. And I'm like, yeah, well, what, what happened to the bonus? And he's like, oh, there's no bonus. I mean, I, I, I didn't mean I didn't. I was really going to give you five thousand dollars. Just Matt. saying, like, yeah. hey, but I didn't even think you were going to sell the five cars. Yeah. I was well, thinking you maybe get to three. What happens that is that psychologically and emotionally, I'm crushed. Like I'm devastated and I'll never believe my boss again. Right. My boss has lost the ability to inspire and motivate me to anything because I don't care if the next day he was like, look, I feel bad. I'm going to give you a hundred dollars. I'll be like, yeah, but you told me you're going to give me 5,000. Like everything, all bets are off. But listen, so many of you are doing that to yourself. Yep. And what you're saying is that so many people do that because they feel guilty, right? So you're your own, you're the, you're an entrepreneur. You work for yourself. You are your own boss. So you're having this duality where you're having this conversation with yourself and you're saying, Listen, if I could sell five courses, then I'm going to give myself a, a, a spa day. Yeah. And then you sell the five courses and then you think, well, I don't want to do a spa day because like maybe, maybe you know, my I'll husband just get my nails done or my husband, yeah. you know, he'll he'll wonder why I'm doing that or my wife will think I'm nuts for. And so then you compromise. But here's what happens is neurologically, psychologically, you're 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 lying to yourself or you're actually you are programming yourself to not hit your goal and and to and to to not believe in yourself you're demotivating yourself you're 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 setting yourself up for failure you're setting yourself up to believe that no matter how hard i work my life will always be the same and that's not true and that's one of the things that you know is a fundamental thing and belief of ours fundamental platform that we teach from is you need to begin to condition your neurology to understand that the harder you work the better off you'll be but that's also important because yeah. look, if people are like, hey, Lacey, you know, you wear, you always have nice clothes, right? Because that's a product of of your hard work, but it's also a product of the world revolves around you. Yes. You need to feel good. When you wake up, you get dressed, you put on your, and not everybody's this way, so I'm not telling everybody go out and buy designer clothes, but when right. you wake up and you put on your clothes, it makes you feel good and it allows you to do your best work. Your your coaching calls are better. Your relationships are better with, with clients. Your sales You're calls are better. motivated to do more. You're motivated. You, you want more. Yes. And you feel the exchange for the hard work that you put in. I think that that's such a valuable mm. part of creating a great you know, successful, empowered world that's going to revolve around you so you can take care of all these other people is that you feel empowered to do the work that you do every day. And it's far easier to do that when you're rewarded for all the effort that you're putting out. 
Because if every day you work harder and you get nothing in return, someday you just want to stop working and you yeah. don't know why you're doing it. We see it. that all the we time as well. Time. We yeah. see people that give up because their life and or lifestyle is not where they want it to be. But frankly, a lot of times it's because they've withheld it from themselves yeah. because they were doing weird things with their money or thinking weird thoughts about their money that stopped them from actually having the lifestyle that they've desired for so long. And the more that you get, the better you are, the more that you realize the world revolves around you and the better you can make your skill set, the more excited you can be about going into work, then the more money you make, the more people you can serve, the more impact you can make. And frankly, the more you can take care of the people around you in your world that are close to you. And that's and, so important. And, and the last one that I'll, I'll give you, sure. um, I'll give you a controversial one. And we're an infant podcast. Nobody's listening to the podcast. We can say whatever we want. Like if you, if you <laughs> get upset, listening. if you get They're upset, be upset, it's fine. But one that we're going to see, for example, is going to center around a lot of the mandates. You know, James and I were having sure. this conversation earlier. So, you know, are people going to wear masks into eternity? Now, I know a lot of you that wear masks because you're mandated, but you don't really want to. And I've, I've had discussions with people. And, you know, let's say that you are my um, hairstylist and you don't want to wear a mask. And I'm like, hey, but I, if you're going to cut my hair, and this, mm -hmm. this is what I honestly think it's going to be, is that the, the providers are going to say it's up to you as a client. Right? Sure. It's up to you. Tell me, do you want to, and, you know, I've talked to people that say even now, like I, I tell my clients, yep. I give them the choice, but I wonder, is that the smartest thing? Mm. Right. So as a, as a client, I would be like, no, no, no. I don't want to tell you, I want you to do whatever will make you be able to do your best work. Right. Unless I hold a fundamental belief. Let's say that I believe that you need to wear your mask and you believe that you don't. Right. And I obligate you to do your, do to wear the mask you're not going to do your best work. And I'm, like you said, eventually probably going to end up not a client. Wouldn't it be better just to tell me that up front? Right. Right. And that's what people are going to be. And I'm not, I'm not indicting one way or the other. I'm saying that you probably should have a way, you know, can people pay however they want? No, you have a fee. Sure. And the people need to pay your fee according to however it is that you charge that, whether it's monthly or per session or however that is, they don't have a choice. Do you accept Bitcoin? No, we don't accept Bitcoin. But other people do. I understand that. But this business does not accept Bitcoin because if we accepted Bitcoin and the Bitcoin price was fluctuating up and down and I was watching Bitcoin prices on my computer every day rather than servicing my clients, I wouldn't do my best work. So right. no, we don't accept Bitcoin. And I think with this whole pandemic, a lot of people are going to be forced to make decisions and we're going to see a lot of the sideliners. This is, I think, going to be very dangerous because we're going to see a lot of the sideliners in business sort of just try and play both sides. But we're also going to see people that are going to have to, because of the nature of their business, mm. they're going to have to decide what works best for them. This is not a political statement. This is not a social statement. This is not a whether you believe this is a in world science. revolves around Yes, you this is whether or not, you, you know, look, in yeah. some countries, you know, and the podcast can be listened to internationally, in some countries, PPE doesn't mean just a mask. It means an apron and goggles and gloves. Yeah. So can you imagine you're getting your hair cut and, you know, they've got like those big rubber gloves yeah. on? Like that's going to be a disaster. Yeah. So at some point I, I would prefer that my stylist, if it wasn't mandated by law, then my stylist said, listen, I'm not going to wear those gloves because it, I can't cut your hair as well when I'm doing that. And no matter what it is that you do, right, I want you to be accepting that the world revolves around you. So here's what I think we should do. I think everybody should, one, um, meditate on that. If this is a hard podcast for you to listen to, 
and accept um, that the world revolves around you. If you're listening, if you're a listener of the podcast and you're listening to this podcast, people depend on you. We oftentimes say people's lives are at stake. Mm-hmm. Someone can say like, well, I don't understand. Like I'm, I'm a hairstylist. Nope. People's lives are at stake. Right. I mean, relationships. I mean, all kinds of things can happen um, as a result of a bad haircut. And I'm not making light of that. That's absolutely true. Sure. You could lose a job. You could go to an interview and not get a job. People could be interviewing you and looking at your hair and being like, what's going on? And you don't get the job. I mean, people's lives are at stake. So one is to accept that. Two is to actually get comfortable and define what you need. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, and don't be guilt. Don't feel guilt. Don't be ashamed. Just define, this is what I need. This is the environment or this is what allows me to do my absolute best. And number three, you have to communicate that. Yep. People need to know. They can't guess. People need to know the things that you are doing because it allows you to do your best work. Maybe maybe you are you only book clients in the morning because that's when you're at your best. People are like, how come you don't have afternoon yep. hours? Because I don't work very well in the afternoon, yep. right? Another one too that you didn't mention that I was thinking about, that as I get older, I know that you're, much younger than I am, but as I get older, another one that's super important is sleep. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of sort of cursory talk about that, but I do notice, like, I am i don't work well when the gang decides to stay up until 2 a.m., and then the next day, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's harder to get caught up. And so sleep is very important for me to be able to do my best work. I notice a difference. When I was younger, I didn't notice a difference, so it's only for you old folk like me. But over time, you do notice that difference, sure. right? And so... Let's just do those things so that we could help more people. And ultimately, if you do accept that the world revolves around you, and if you do implement these strategies, in the end, you will actually be able to reach more people, make a bigger impact, and then ultimately create the lifestyle that you deserve. Anything else? Nope. All right, everybody, we'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Until then, make sure that you subscribe. Share this podcast with somebody that needs to hear this message today and make sure you leave us a five-star review. We super appreciate your support. We do understand that support is conditional and there's 9 million podcasts that you can be listening to and we appreciate you having listened to 